Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the very best fantasy basketball tools and analysis on the internet. Go check them out, HashtagBasketball.com. I'm your host, Mike Katrin, and joining me on the real opening day of the NBA is my co-host, Tyler Watts. What's up, Tyler? Like my brain hurts just a little bit. Did you watch too much basketball today, or is that something that's even possible? It's an overload, right? Like you just see so much, and you see so much you want to talk about and, you know, attack. And obviously it's like the ultimate small sample size, but at the same time, you know, we got something, right? We got some real basketball. And so that's awesome, and that's fun, and I like that. And I'm assuming you even know some more about some of these games than I do, which is exciting because I think I'm going to learn some stuff. You're going to maybe learn some stuff from me, and we're going to kind of go back and forth here. And it's going to be a, a great podcast. It's going to be a great episode. Um, we won't do this as much as we used to, right? We, this is kind of back to our roots. Um, but I'm excited for it. This is, yeah, this is an uh, official watching the boxes box score review. We're going to do all 11 games. And obviously, we cannot get through all 11 games, detail to detail, detail for every single league. So we're going to kind of stick to standard leagues. We might throw a, the deep leagues, a few bones in there every once in a while. But normally, on a normal week, we'll do a waiver wire. We'll do hot and cold. But this is the first, you know, day of real a real set of games for almost every one of these. Actually, every one of these teams is their first game. So there's not a lot of just, like, regular, hey, this is who you should pick up off the waiver wire. But the, there was a lot of speculation on some of these guys we are going to talk about a lot of people who are probably going to be going in and out of your waiver wire. But really, this week, here are my rules. Number one, don't panic. If your guy had a bad game and he was a top 70 player, don't worry about it. Number two, hit the waiver wires. Go after some of the guys that we're going to be mentioning today. And three, uh, buy low. Like some other, exploit everybody else's panic. Because a lot of people are going to be panicking out there, and we're going to talk about those players. Uh, but since we have 11 games, Tyler, let's get right into it, and let's start with the Detroit Pistons and the Indiana Pacers. Um, we're going to go quick hit quick uh, on each one of these so we can get um, them all in and maybe allow you to have some of your day back. So, Tyler, what's the big standout here for you in the Pistons-Pacers game? Um, it might not even be what happened in the game, right? It's it's the whole Blake Griffin's injured, and it doesn't sound very good. Um, so we kind of got to see that they're starting Marcus Morris or Markeith Morris. I'm sorry. Um, but that didn't super pan out to a ton of stuff. Um, sorry, he picked up Christian Wood. Like he played four minutes. Um, I just don't really think he's going to be part of the rotation. There's a reason that he was fighting for the last roster spot. Like I don't know why people bought in on that. Um, yeah, I want. Can I say something real quick about that? I was getting a lot of pings about like Christian Wood, uh, Jared Culver, uh, a lot of these rookies who are one hundred percent not starting and playing behind somebody. And people were like, "Man, should I drop uh, Terry and Prince? Should I drop these other guys who are going to be playing thirty minutes a night?" And the answer is pretty much no. Um, and this is like the biggest um, Wood is the biggest example of this. No. They're they have to earn a spot. They're rookies for a reason, and they're like you said, Wood barely making the team. He barely made it for a reason, and 
I you have to go with guys in my opinion, like Danny Green, who are going to play 28, 30 minutes a night, well over guys, uh, guys who've done it before, well over guys who've never done it and also don't have a starting role or even a first off the bench role because people playing 20 minutes often do not have a standard league relevancy at all. Um, I'll get you a quick hitter here. Rose Jackson, obviously Rose played the more minutes, had the better game on opening night. Um, interested in either one in the standard league, maybe even if it's just streaming, they're probably both out there in some leagues. Um, I don't think either one was really super drafted. Uh, yeah, neither one of them uh, or both of them are either going to end of drafts. I think Derek Rose is going to take a, a little bit of that scoring load while Blake Griffin is out. They're going to need someone to come in and do something. And <laughs> Reggie Jackson obviously ain't doing crap. So, um, they're probably going to play Rose a little bit more than they normally would. Uh, I'm looking at the Pacers, actually. I really liked uh, Malcolm Brogdon's game tonight, 22 and 11 assists. Like, don't get hung up on that. That's not what he's normally known for, but that's a great um, start for him, and that's obviously, uh, if he keeps this up over the next few weeks, it could be a sell-high moment for him. But let's write it out see what's going to go on here. But the uh, I think the real big thing here is that their bench is very shallow, and the Turner Sabonis thing um, is going to continue. Uh, it, it, Sabonis did seem to take some of those rebounds away from Turner in the first half, but uh, Turner ended up with nine rebounds by the end of the game. So I would say uh, that starting five, good chance they're going to be playing 30-some minutes a game. Um, Jeremy Land's the only one who didn't play 30 minutes a game. Yeah, and I'll mention one last thing about this game. Don't buy into the Luke Kennard. He got hot. He did the Danny Green from last night, right? Like, uh, enjoy your probably one thirty-point game of this season if you own Luke Kennard. Yeah, I was going hard on Danny Green for people to pick him up, but not because he scored twenty-eight points last night. I, I'm saying pick him up because he's a top one hundred player. Like, he's a top one hundred yeah, player. Fact. Well, yeah, and he's he's a good you know. Luke Kennard is one. not. One steal, one block guy. Like Luke Kennard, all Kennard is going to give you, I think, is three pointers. Like he's going to be a three point yeah. stream guy because he's going to hit, you know, two, two and a half, three pointers a game probably on that team. Um, yeah. So if you need the stream for threes, I'm fine with that. But I don't see Kennard. Kennard's just not the defensive stats guy that Danny Green is. And that's going to make him obviously significantly less valuable in fantasy. Exactly. If you think you can swindle somebody by picking up someone who had a hot first game and then selling high on them, by all means, go ahead and do it. Danny Green will be a standard league player for the rest of the year. Luke Kennard will not. Let's move on to the next game, the Orlando Magic versus the Cleveland Cavaliers. I'm sure this was on the top of everybody's list of games to watch today. Uh, 94 to 85. Boo, boy. And the Cavs um, do not look very good at all. Um, anything stand out here? I, I have one if you don't. Um, for the Cavs, I mean, it was good to see Garland starting. I think it's going to be a, a slow start in the sense that, you know, all rookies don't usually start off fast. And you got to remember, he played five games of college basketball last year and got hurt. So he doesn't even have a super amount of um, any experience beyond high school. But I think in the second half of the year, Garland is going to be good and going to be a guy you're probably going to want to own on your standard league roster. I just think he's a really good player. I think, yeah, I think he's going to uh, – all of these rookies end up uh, taking some time to come into it, but 32 minutes a game is the biggest thing I'm seeing there that I, I like the most. Larry Nance Jr., 27 minutes. That's really all he needs to be standard league effective. Um, so if he's getting 27 minutes on this very, very um, short bench that they have, and this team's going to be really bad. 
they they are giving him the green light to fire away from three pointers. I saw a big article about that um, just this afternoon. So um, I could add some value or maybe take some value away because he's usually got a pretty good field goal percentage. So um, that and with the hurt that. the one thing that stands out for me with the Magic is uh, Al Farouk Aminu twenty nine minutes. That is more than uh, Fournier. That is is more than all the starters except for Vujovic. Um, so I know that Jonathan Isaac did get into foul trouble here. Jonathan Isaac did a lot of the things that Jonathan Isaac's known for is his counting stats and barely scored. I think a lot of people are expecting a huge breakout year for Jonathan Isaac. And he looks still looks really, really raw. Uh, Al Camino playing 29 minutes is a really good sign. I don't think he's rosterable in a standard league, but he's definitely uh, streamable in a standard league and in, in a larger league. Uh, Alfred Camino should be rostered for sure. Um, I'm with you on that, and I think we saw basically what what we can expect to see from the Magic. Uh, Markel Fultz looks good. Markel Fultz might uh, sneak his way into the top 100. You know, it's just he looks good. He's going to produce a lot of stats, and and even if he's only playing like 25 minutes, he's just a guy who gets the ball in his hands and and makes things happen. If I'm weak on guards, uh, why not take a flyer on Markel Fultz today? Like there, there's in a standard league. Uh, let's see what happens. It's been one game. He played well. Uh, DJ Augustine doesn't have that this is that starter spot on lockdown. So if he gets continues to get if Fultz continues to get better, that's a great flyer to take right now today. Why not? You should have someone on the end of your bench that's expendable. In fact, and, and I think the the whole thing is they want to limit Fultz's minutes a little bit. Um, too. So don't expect him to come out and start playing like 32 right away. Um, he obviously missed pretty much all of last season and hasn't been super healthy since he's been drafted. So um, that's worth noting. Yeah, might be a hold if you're in a shallower league. It might not be worth it for you to hold. Uh, let's move on to uh, the Chicago Bulls losing to the Charlotte Hornets, 125 to 126. Uh, a quick side note, Tyler. Uh, the Charlotte Hornets scored a record, franchise record-setting 23 three-pointers, uh, and seven of those three-pointers came from P.J. Washington. And for some reason, Jim Boylan decided to still not guard the three-point line and then decided to go for two at the end of the game when they needed a three with 18 seconds left, like this was in college. That idiot should be fired right now. He should be fired today. Does anything stick out from this game? Um, so thoughts on what they did with that guard situation. Like it was great to see Laurie Mark and it had a really good game and, you know, Wendell Carter played some good minutes, which was as positive, you know, Zach Levine did the Zach Levine. He took a lot of shots and he did, they didn't fall tonight. Um, thoughts um, on that, yeah, that I, guard I, rotation though. I think a lot of people assuming think you Levine watched, have, right? So oh, I watched the whole game and it was very depressing. Uh, Zach Levine really, really struggled. Uh, could be a nice little, uh, if he struggles to start this season, he could be a nice little buy low candidate uh chris dunn got 24 minutes and actually i think like uh, kobe white got 27 kobe's got, got the green light he was 17 and 7 uh i got him on a uh, very short list of, of people who might be in my standard league uh depending on how these things panned out uh i think boylan's gonna just play the hot hand here like we predicted uh but kobe white i think is always gonna have playing time on that second team and they should, right? I mean, if you're really trying to develop him as a, you know, core piece of your team, you should be playing him NBA minutes. Like Chris Dunn is obviously not going to be 
anything super special. And then neither is Thomas Sadoransky for that matter. Like they're both good, fine NBA players. Don't get me wrong, but it's not like they're going to be, you know, the must be starting point guard for the next decade on the team. I mean, Kobe White could be that so that he should be getting minutes. And I don't know that we can trust Jim Boylan to, to do what he should be doing. Um, thoughts on anything from this Charlotte team, right? We talked about this Charlotte team a couple of times being a team that, you know, you could extract a lot of value from because, you know, most people were sleeping on pretty much everyone on their team. Yes, I think I got a, well, one more quick thing. Otto Porter, another bad game might be also a buy low candidate as well here. Uh, Charlotte, PJ Washington's probably going to be picked up in all standard leagues. And this guy's not really known for his range or his three point shooting. So small sample size theater to like, to the far extreme here on PJ Washington. I don't get burnt by that because I, you know more about him than I do, but like he's not known for his three point shooting. No, but I think in this team, if he's going to be the guy playing, you know, 38 minutes, which they, they didn't play a ton of guys on the bench and played, you know, they'll play four bench players. And those are some of the guys we're used to seeing. And they, they just kind of shut them mostly out of the rotation, which was um, interesting to see. I think Washington's going to be a guy though, that can average like, you know, 13 points, you know, five, six rebounds, you know, an assist, the better part of a steal, the better part of a block. Like he's one of those type of guys. I think he can, you know, hit some threes. I don't think he's going to hit a ton, like one and a half. So he's like a guy who, yeah, if he takes a step forward this year, right, and all those numbers go up a little bit, you know, he's looking like a standard league player. If not, he's kind of just, you know, on the fringes on that waiver wire. Like he does – a lot of good stuff in a lot of categories, but he's another one of those guys who's not great at anything. Yeah, I would say the the best thing here to see is the minutes. And P.J. Washington, would you rather have P.J. Washington or Ryu Hachimura? Uh, probably Washington. I just think he's got a little bit higher ceiling. you got to remember, like, Hachimura is not young. Um, obviously, watch that Wizards game, and he, he's going to get, get a, a good chunk of the offense, though. So um, if you're picking him up, he's not the worst thing. Um, as far as Charlotte goes – you know, if you need points, I think an interesting points guy, and I think a lot of people were assuming Terry Rozier was going to do this. Dwayne Bacon could be a kind of interesting points guy. He's just a volume scorer. He's a, a little bit Andrew Wiggins S. Yeah, I understand he did have two steals tonight, but I think the way Bacon could score 16, 17 points a game on this team, especially if they're going to give him 33 minutes. Yeah, the, I mean, this is a team that we should be watching and the, as a fantasy podcast as a fantasy player uh everybody should be watching this team you should be go- checking out the charlotte box scores every night because we don't know what's going on there we don't know who if pga washington is for real or not um I, he's definitely going to revert to the mean this was a, a, a pretty much a they shot 52 percent from the arc like 51 percent overall it was oh, obs- and- they, they couldn't miss right and and in PJ Washington could be good, but he's probably going to be all right, but he might be standardly relevant. Cody Zeller is going to play a lot on this team because there is there are no other centers on this team that are worth playing. Biombo didn't play. Hernan Gomez didn't play. Uh, Zeller is going to be worth uh, uh, rostering in standard leagues, especially if you need a big. And Devontae Graham should be picked up in all deep leagues because it looks like he's going to play and he's going to play significant minutes uh, off that bench. I think it's worth noting, too, that I think, you know, this rotation is going to change a little bit. I don't think Nick Batum is going to play 11 minutes all season. He's been kind of dealing with some injuries, and he was kind of questionable to even play tonight, and then he did play. Um, he only played 11 minutes. So I, I, I would assume that he gets more back into a at least, you know, 25 to 30-minute role at some point this season. That's true. But um, I want to throw out there that um, 
down the stretch, um, Devontae Graham was on the floor. And I thought that was, to me, the most interesting thing is that uh, they had Devontae out there, I think, until, yeah. They had him out there from, I want to make sure I got this right. Yeah, they had him uh, out there from the 538 mark in the fourth quarter until what looks like the end of the game. So just just throwing that out there. Over Terry Rozier? Terry Rozier was, uh, yes, over Terry Rozier. Terry Rozier. Uh, let me let me make sure I'm doing this right, because I want to be accurate, and I have to do a word search, because I don't have my my cool, um, popcorn guy. My popcorn. If you haven't checked it out, go look. Uh, Google popcorn NBA stats, and they do the over unders for people being out. Um. Rogier comes out of the game with 538. Devontae Graham enters, and Rogier does not enter the game until 4.5 seconds left in the game. Down the stretch, they went with Devontae Graham instead of Terry Rogier. I think that's a big, giant flag to raise. I'm not ready to pull the trigger <laughs> well, on that, but it's so, a big flag to raise. So, and he, here's the here's the thing about the box scoring. You know, some coaches, Greg Popovich will say this. He, doesn't, he thinks plus minus is the most worthless stat. In the NBA, I've heard him say it. But the Hornets had three guys that were minus on their team. They were Malik Monk, Dwayne Bacon, and those two were both minus three. Terry Rozier, while he was on the floor, the Hornets lost by 18 points. That's that's rough. Every other person on the team had a positive plus minus. P.J. Washington plus eight, uh, Devontae Graham plus 14. Well, I can. I'm looking at it right now. The Bulls were actually up ten when Terry Rozier left, and then uh, Jim Boylan, who's a fucking idiot, did not challenge a offensive charge call on Kobe White, which was not an offensive charge call. And then uh, Devonte Graham hit a three, and then Devonte Graham hit another three, uh, cutting it to four. So Devonte Graham kind of led this comeback. Uh, obviously positive, and Devonte Graham's a, a young player that. Before. You know they they obviously just gave Terry Rozier the money, so I, I don't I don't know what's going to happen here, but I, it wouldn't surprise me if they split minutes. I mean, there's a reason Terry Rozier never played that much for the Celtics. Like, I, I don't it think is... all of a sudden he's going to be the, the the world's greatest point guard, and that's why I've been cautioning people about picking him in the you know 50s, 60s, 70s. Like, we've seen Terry yeah. Rozier not be that good for quite a long time. Never seen him lead a team, so he didn't lead a team to a victory tonight. Um, so big red flag, and I don't think this is going to happen overnight. That's why I'm not going out and picking up Devonte Graham in any standard league, but I'm certainly putting it on my watch list. You there? All right, let's move finally to the uh, the next game: Miami Heat, Memphis Grizzlies. Heat ends up winning one twenty to one oh one. Anything, uh, Jimmy Butler was out this game, so kind of a weird game to look at. Anything stand out to you here? Um, yeah, with the Heat, I don't know that we can say too much of anything about anything. Obviously, when your leading scorer sits out, and I think obviously, you know, some of those other guys are eventually going to be rotation players. You know, you got guys like James Johnson who didn't play because of his conditioning issue, and you know, Deion Waiters might find his way into the rotation at some point if he can stop his, you know, tomfoolery. So 
yeah, I don't really want to say. I, I guess the most surprising thing for the Heat was the fact that Kelly Olynyk came off the bench again. Like you know, we we kept hearing Kelly Olynyk was going to be a starter, and that just didn't happen. They started Myers Leonard. Kelly Olynyk played his usual twenty-two minutes. So um, I wouldn't buy the hype on that. I thought Winslow looked good in this game. Um, Bam Adebayo looked fine. Yeah, yeah this is not a ton to say about that team, I guess. This is to me is a real uh, sell high on uh, Justice Winslow. Like right now, this is the best he's going to be because Jimmy Butler is going to take that exact role away from him once he is back. Uh, shout out to Tyler Hero. So once again, uh, a rookie getting minutes. Take those over rookies not getting minutes. Uh, About Kendrick a- Nunn getting some some big runs yeah. too. Shout out to him. I think that's a fluke. I think a lot of people are going to run out there and try to grab him, and I think that's just it's going to be a fluke. It's uh, it's just sounds like. Spolstra trying to get some run on a, a young guy who's got some talent. He was 10 for 18. He had 24 points. It's pretty good. Memphis, the uh, whole team was basically in foul trouble. Uh, good uh, panic uh, by low situation for all those guys. Uh, I, I would say John Morant did look good as a uh, six turnovers, but he did look good uh, like he has NBA caliber talent. Uh, I'll say this too. If you, if you picked up Brandon Clark in your standard league, just drop him. He's not going to be good. I don't think. I mean, he played 23 minutes tonight, and you mentioned it. Like, most of the team was in foul trouble. Just don't think they want to super give him a huge role early on. So, you know, in a standard league, I think he's going to kind of actively be hurting you for long enough that I would just drop him at this point and pick up, you know, ride the hot hand, stream, pick up somebody with some uh-huh. more playing time upside, um, all those things. So uh, there's got to be somebody on your waiver wire understanding league that's going to give you more value than Brandon Clark. Completely agree. I think Clark will be a good streamer here and there, but uh, for his specific stats. But yeah, uh, I, I I don't think he's going to be holding down. Like they have a they have a solid starting, uh, you know, front court. So uh, Jonas Valanciunas only played 16 minutes. He's basically being ran off the court by this uh, you know incredibly athletic. Uh, he team he also had five fouls, so uh, a really good by low situation there. Let's move yeah, on. Yeah, and to his the- minutes were supposed to be limited too. Not that obviously the foul trouble limited him even more, but his minutes oh. were supposed to be limited because he didn't play at all this preseason with that um, ankle issue. I believe it was. Don't quote me on that, but um, I, I, he had a he had an injury that he wasn't playing. Yeah, don't don't freak out about it, guys. Uh, let's go over to the o- overtime game, which uh, the one when you're looking at the box scores. These are the things to uh, 1,000% notice. It was an overtime game, so don't get too excited about the fact that Andrew Wiggins had 21. Jeff Teague had, Jeff Teague had 14 points. Andrew Wiggins had 21. Um, I mean, Kyrie Irving had 50. The thing that stands out here for me is the uh, Brooklyn Nets, and I know it's hard to kind of tell the minutes here, but Jared Allen played a lot more. Than DeAndre Jordan, and oh, so, I th- think that's the overtime, right? So let's just look at it here, right? So there's 48 minutes in the actual game. How many minutes is overtime, Michael? We'll do some simple math here. Five, correct? Five. So five, 36 five. for Jared Allen minus five is 31. 31 plus the 17 minutes DeAndre Jordan played is exactly 48 minutes. So the split in the regular game, such that would have ended, would have been Jared Allen, 31 minutes, Andre Jordan, 17. I think I've been saying all preseason, I don't know why people were, were waiting so long to pick Jared Allen in those 80s and 90s. Like, I feel like Jared Allen's going to be good. I feel like the Nets know that Jared Allen is a larger part of their future than DeAndre Jordan, who 
let's face it, last year wasn't that good. I mean, he can still get rebounds and do positive things, but he wasn't like, you know, someone you have to own or, you know, that someone that some team was super excited about playing. Um, yeah, I just think that they they know that Jared Allen is the better player. He got five blocks. Uh, you know, he, it was a very Jared Allen stat line, I thought. You know, he's good rebounds, good blocks. He can get you a steal. Um, he, he, I don't think he's going to score a whole ton, especially with Kyrie there. Like, Kyrie's going to do his Kyrie thing, and they got Lavert and they got Torian Prince. Um, so, yeah, I think we – He's I think that he was positive, be- though. Yeah, he should be rostered in standard leagues. Uh, he's going to play good minutes. You know, it doesn't mean Are that every once in a while. Are you holding DeAndre Jordan? That's the question, I guess. No. I wasn't no, drafting him, so I'm certainly not holding him. And so, obviously, he was he was drafted in, in most leagues, and I, I think I'd dump him here. Just don't really see that whole ton of playing time for him. I think they're going to you know give the minutes to Jared Allen. Um, and it could be a more – I think the, the more likely split is like, you know, 28 to 20 um, on, on a normal night. Yeah, definitely. Uh, probably, you'll see DeAndre Jordan probably get some minutes, uh, more minutes than he did tonight in the future. But uh, to me, I, I don't think he's rosterable. Uh, come on, other guys on this. I mean, a lot of people were uh, kind of letting Levert slide in um, drafts. I, I really like him. He had a great stat line tonight. And Terrian Prince was actually going very, very late. If in some cases not even drafted. So if Terrian Prince is out on your waiver wire, go pick him up right now. He led the the my weekly column this week. I was surprised that he was only owned in like thirty nine percent of Yahoo leagues. It just seemed like uh, a bit of an oversight. I think we've seen Torian Prince be fairly good and a top one hundred player in the past. So yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. He came out one hundred seventeenth in hashtag basketballs rankings for the season. So I don't know why he wasn't being drafted. Uh, I yeah, your guess is good as mine on that. Nothing crazy over here on the Minnesota side, I guess, except for. Uh, uh, Trayvon Graham got the start and played a majority of the minutes. I forward. still think I still think you know we're gonna go some games with Lamb and some games with Okogie, some games with Culver. You know, kind of a hot hand situation or you know, kind of hot whatever. You know, you're he's someone's just playing good defense. Someone's just making a couple shots. Whatever they're gonna kind of go where the wind blows with that spot. In my opinion, um, I think the other four are kind of entrenched there in big roles, and I don't think they're gonna play the bench a whole super other than you know kind of rotating that fifth spot from yeah that uh, the hot hand rotation means absolute trash for fantasy so it means to avoid those guys at all costs because you just you can't predict what's going to happen so if you can pay attention on twitter you know something's going to happen we'll maybe take a shot but they're not really worth rostering let's move on guy the the one guy we're streaming there will be a kogi just because i think a kogi can get you like 1.2 steals in like 20 minutes a game which is what he averaged last year so obviously if you need steals and he's playing to relatively 20 minutes every night um that's a that's a great stream there yes um let's move on to the national game uh sixers versus boston this was pretty much a blowout uh and once again know your um box scores overtime game stats are inflated uh, why why is someone only not playing very many minutes or didn't have a very good uh, stat line? Well, was it a blowout? Were they in foul trouble? Those are the things to look for. Embiid was both in foul trouble and uh, was in the middle of a blowout and only played 23 minutes. In those 23 minutes, still 15 and 13 with three blocks and three assists. Not terribly shabby. Um, nothing is terribly standout. We, our, our boy Josh Richardson had a very nice game for the Sixers. Thibault. Had two blocks and two steals, so that's a great stream. 
it was cool to see Thibel play the most minutes off the bench of anyone on the Sixers, I think. Um, and he I had still, a lot of national time, too. A lot of talking about on the national broadcast. I still think, though, that, that they're going to play their starting five so much that mostly that bench is going to be worth it. Thibel could sneak his way in there as a steals and blocks guy. Like, you know, he could do the Nolan's Noel in the sense that, you know what I mean? Like, Nerds Noel plays like 15 minutes and he's worth streaming. I think Thibel could do kind of a similar thing. I just don't think the role is going to be huge. I think that that starting five is just so much better than the bench that they're going to eat up, you know, most of the minutes. And I think we know what all five of those players are. Um, uh, and you know, the only thing I might note is that Embiid in a blowout sat. And so I'm just, I'm just, I'm just chalking that up. I'm making a note of that. And I'm going to see if that becomes a trend because if it becomes a trend, then if the Sixers are going to just destroy teams in the East, which it looks like they might, especially in the regular season, um, might be something that is uh, negative for Embiid's long-term value. I mean, uh, yeah, yes and no, though. I mean, if that if that keeps him healthier to play two more games in the long run, I mean, it's it's all works out in the wash, though. That's true. Just making a note. Just making a note about that. Over to Boston, they had a pretty bad game. It's hard to uh, really analyze anything that went on here. I think the uh, the one stat that stands out to me is nine for eleven free throws for Gordon Hayward. Gordon Hayward doesn't seem to be afraid of contact anymore, Tyler. And to me, that is the uh, biggest uh, checkmark to get Gordon Hayward on your team if, uh, if if no one drafted him, which he probably was drafted in most leagues. I think we could see a nice bounce back from Hayward. You know, he got 15 shots. He got to the line 11 times. He was clearly a big part of their offense. Um, I think what you're going to see on most nights is it's going to be you know, Tatum, it's going to be Kemba, and it's going to be Hayward, you know, taking the majority of the shots. And obviously that's going to mean some good value for Gordon Hayward. And we've seen seen Gordon Hayward be a top 35 player. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but would it surprise you if Gordon Hayward snuck into the top 50 at the end of the season? Like, it, it really wouldn't surprise me if he's healthy and he's playing well. Um, I think maybe just last year he needed a year to get back from that very devastating injury, right? Like, I mean... That was yeah. just scary was, and, and not something you wanted to see. Um, another thing I thought was positive from this game from Boston's perspective is Marcus Smart played 33 minutes. And, you know, I, someone's going to drop Marcus Smart because he got four points. And, yeah, he got eight assists, but he he didn't score. and He didn't get any steals. And I picked him for steals. And if he's dropped in your league, pick up Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart was literally a top 60 player last year playing less than 30 minutes. And now I think he's going to play, you know, 31, 32. Just Boston needs him. They need his defense, um, and I feel like he's going to get you pretty close to two steals a game, so he's going to be elite in that category. Rebounds will be fine. It's just be fine. He's never going to be a big-time scorer. He's just not, it's not his game. You're right there. Let's go to the Dallas-Washington Wizards game. I assume, Tyler, you watched this game. I heard it was an, kind of a boring-ass start because there was just like a ton of fouls called. The Mavericks shot 33 free throws. Uh, oh, any anything to this, stand out here? This happened too that made it a little choppy. Was we really started enacting the whole new traveling thing, which we've seen a lot this preseason, right? That they're really trying to cut down on the the traveling. Um, yeah, it was, seemed like every two seconds it was, oh, you traveled. Oh no, now you traveled. Oh no, now you traveled. And so it was getting a little uh, choppy that way too. Um, for the Wizards, I think you know we saw Hachimura take a lot of shots. And 
The problem is I think he's going to be a points and rebounds guy. So that's okay. Right. But if you're talking like, you know, 13, 14, 15 points and like seven rebounds, that's really not that great for fantasy. So um, take that for what it's worth. If that's something you need. Um, obviously the wizards were kind of shorthanded tonight too. Uh, Troy Brown jr. Was out. Isaiah Thomas was out. CJ miles was out. So um, I don't know that you should take anything super away from that game. Bradley Beal got ejected in the fourth quarter with a couple minutes left. Uh, him and Luka Doncic kind of got into it a little bit. Um, for the Mavericks, I, I think you saw Luka was amazing. He scored 34 points. Um, that shouldn't surprise you. Him and Porzingis are going to take all the shots on that team. Porzingis looked a little bit rusty. Maybe he was just a little too amped up for his first game in a long time. I'm not sure, but you know, he took 16 shots. Luka Doncic took 19. The most anyone else took on the team was 10. And so I think you're going to see that as a trend going forward. Those who are going to score a ton. Um, Porzingis didn't do great rebounding the ball tonight, but I think he's going to be better at that um, as the season goes on. Look at Doncic's nine rebounds. You know, those are that's where he's going to take a big step forward. And I like I talked about this a lot. I think he's a top twenty player. I don't know that there's too much else to say for fantasy about anyone else in this game. Yeah, if you're in a deep deep league, maybe uh, pick up Bonga. He started on Washington. Why not uh, take a, take a chance on him? This was a blowout. Uh, the score looks pretty close, but if you go ahead and take a look at the quarters, Washington scored 32 in the fourth quarter uh, to Dallas's 17. This was oh, a nasty, and, and, nasty blowout. And Dallas planned on not bringing Porzingis and Luca back, so they started the fourth quarter with them both on the bench. And the Wizards cut it a little bit, so they brought Porzingis back with like eight minutes to go in the quarter. And then they cut it even more with like five minutes to go. And it was like a 12 point game. And so then Dallas brought back Luka Doncic, um, which actually probably, you know, they, they were playing on the third quarter. I think they played Doncic and Porzingis more because they thought they were just not going to play him at all in the fourth because they were ahead by like 20. Um, and then that kind of blew up in their face. So it, it was kind of weird and choppy there toward the end. Weird, another weird game. And I think it's, it's really easy to see that when you look at the, uh, Look at the uh, look at the box scores. Look at the uh, you know the uh, there's that little chart that shows who was ahead and who was behind. You know that's a really good way of seeing how weird the game got uh, without having to do too much research into it. Let's move to uh, another uh, team that we should be paying attention to as fantasy people: uh, the Knicks oh versus my. the San Antonio Spurs. Fizdaled on the first night, Michael. How excited were you for that? He started Mr. Alonzo Trier and played him a whopping seven minutes in the game. What a great starter that is. A scumbag Fizdale is. Um, he's the worst. Frank Nelikina is actually really good at basketball. Only played three minutes. Alfred Payton played 26, had five steals and eight assists. Uh, RJ, I, I don't know what to make of this because, once again, we're going to get Fizdaled. RJ Barrett playing 37 minutes is kind of interesting. He did have a pretty decent game. And I think RJ Barrett's like the only person on this team who might not get Fizdale on a regular basis. We go point Julius Randle or point RJ Barrett in this. Randle has got six assists out here. Bobby Portis had five assists. So we went port, point Julius Randle. That's interesting. Um, yeah. Here's the, the caution on Barrett. He, he's not a great free throw shooter. And he was nine of thirteen from the field, so you know that that scoring is a little scary. Um, obviously, you know Marcus Morris is on the team. Julius Randle, like those guys are going to take shots, and if Morris is going to play thirty nine minutes, and he's going to take a ton of shots, and he's going to score a good bit, um, and he, he'll be you know a, a, definitely a guy you should stream if he's really playing that many minutes. Now, 
obviously this is Fizdale, so take that with a grain of salt, and anything could happen. Um, it was weird that of the point guards, right, Dennis Smith Jr. played 10 minutes, Alfred Payton played 26, Frank Nilakina played three. So we kind of went away from having one of the point guards on the floor for uh, a decent stretch of the game, right? I mean, that's only 39 minutes. So for seven or eight minutes, none of those guys were on the floor. All um, forwards, baby. All forwards all the time. Yeah, New York Knicks changing the game, positionless basketball. Uh, what's even weirder, and I, I'm just looking at this box score, is that um, the Knicks had 16 steals. The Spurs turned the ball over 21 times, and the Spurs beat dead ass. Like, um, it's very that's a very, very Knicks thing to do, lose in a very um, strange way. Uh, with the Spurs, the thing that stands out for me is DeJounte Murray getting the start, but only uh, but still splitting the time with uh, Lon White. So, uh, or Derek White, excuse me, not Delon White. Not that's Delon uh, yeah. White. Derek. Um, yeah, so that was interesting, right? And Murray had a really good game, a really efficient game, but it was against the Knicks. I mean, I'm not, I'm, I'm not taking too much away when anyone plays the Knicks this season, to be honest. Just they're such a weird team because, like you mentioned, like they're playing three or four power forwards at all times, and it's like, you know, are you just exploiting mismatches in that game? So you know, it's going to be a hard yeah. team to judge anybody against. I think the the thing that was surprising maybe was Bryn Forbes played 33 minutes, right? So instead of going Derek White and DeJounte Murray, we went with a lot of Bryn Forbes. And if we keep doing that, um, obviously that's not great for the value of either Murray or White. Yeah, Forbes feasted though. He had 20 points. I think uh, no to self, uh, the, the, the Knicks guards are going to feast on the Knicks. So play your guards against the Knicks. Um, and, you know, if, if DeJounte Murray is available in any of your leagues, he shouldn't be. Um, Pick him up right away. Let's move on. We still got a, a lot of games, Tyler. Nah, actually, we're we're moving pretty moving pretty fast through these games. Let's see. Let's go Thunder Jazz. Um, Thunder put up a very good fight against the Utah Jazz. Uh, Chris Paul did Chris Paul stuff. Shea Gilders Alexander got off. Uh, that's always good to see. Really, other than those two pieces of information, you had Terrence Ferguson getting the start and Dennis Schroeder playing 31 minutes, even though he went one for eight. That's oh, nice. Oh, Mike. That's who your guy. Said that, who said that Dennis Schroeder was going to play like 30 minutes a game? Hmm. Who was believe that guy? There was a guy. People, yeah, I believe if people were listening to our team previews and our lead-up to the league and some of our drafts that we've been doing, um, you would have already known that Dennis Schroeder is going to play good minutes on the Oklahoma City Thunder, even though there are two um, perfectly good guards there. Um, so um, nothing surprised me here. Uh, if you have Steven Adams, obviously don't panic at all. Like Steven Adams traditionally does very bad against Rudy Gobert. So um, yeah. So I mean, I wouldn't worry one bit about that. He scored like three points was one for eight, one for six and three throw. And he did get you 11 rebounds. Um, but yeah, traditionally that's a very bad matchup for him. Um, I think the jazz were a lot more interesting team in this game. Um, Mike Conley, yeah, Mike, man, what, oof. what, what, what happened to old Mike tonight? Um, yeah, I caught the end of this game and I, I thought it was um, Donovan Mitchell took over and it was really beautiful to watch. It uh, looks like he's going to be coming into his own this season. I wonder uh, who said he would be a top 20 player this year. It, that was. I think that might have been on our bold predictions podcast, which if you way. have not listened to, you should. Uh, Mike Connolly, one for 16, is like today's ultimate 
buy low candidate. It was actually pretty comical. Uh, Mike Conley got fouled and he needed to hit the free throws to put the, uh, to lock the game up. And when he made his first free throw, he locked the game up and he got a standing ovation from the Utah crowd. And Mike Conley gave a full on my bad for missing one for going one for 16 to the crowd. Uh, I think the Utah Utah fans are very passionate about their team. uh, And there's could be psychological reasons for that based on where they live and the demographic there, but I'm not going to get into my sports psychology thesis that I'm working on. Uh, Mike Conley by low, by low, often by low all the time. Rather have Mike Connolly than Terry Rozier any day of the week. Yeah, Mike Connolly, top 35 player in, in pretty much any format, I think. Mike Connolly, very, very good. Um, yeah, I don't think there was a ton to take in this game. I guess the most interesting thing to me was the fact that Ingles played the most played more minutes than both Royce O'Neal and Bogdanovich, despite coming off the bench. Um, obviously, I think we know what those players mostly are, which is interesting to see that. They decided to use him as that kind of sixth man and then play him more than those other two. I like that. Let's go on to uh, – we, we timed this out real nice, Tyler. Suns and Kings just finished. Uh, Suns pulling away with it in the second quarter – or excuse me, second half, uh, just holding the Kings down to under 20 in the third and fourth quarter. Oh. I, I did not see the second half of this, so I don't know what happened if there was something This is, this really is the second strange. year in a row this happened, though. Because they did the same thing to the Mavericks last year at the very first game. They got just super hot and had two huge quarters where they just made everything and they beat the Mavericks. And, you know, like some people were a little hyped on the Mavericks last year. Some people are a little hyped on the Kings this year. And for the second year in a row, Phoenix played the spoiler. Um, Obviously, it was a blowout. So the minutes get a little wild, right? Like, I mean, they won the fourth quarter by, it was 38 to 19. So, and they won the game by uh, 29. Um, so it was interesting to see that Fox didn't really shoot a ton. That was, that was strange, right? We let yeah, buddy, buddy weird. and, uh, Bagley take most of the shots. So that was, was buddy was hot though, Buddy was hot. And, and then maybe that, you know, that's the case in some of the games. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's super ton to take away from the Sacramento side. Um, um Deadman playing 14 minutes, I think is something to, to take note of. Yeah, but was that more of a matchup thing? Like, was DeAndre Ayton just eating him up, and they went, they went like with it. somebody, they went with somebody else? You know what I mean? So, obviously, like you know, some guys just really struggle in certain matchups, and so I'm not taking a ton super away from that Dwayne Deadman uh, thing until we see it, you know, two, three, four games in a row when he gets I, out there against somebody who's not a beast. Like, I mean, DeAndre Ayton's a beast. Like, say what you want about about that guy like he's he's really really good at basketball so yeah. I mean, he was he's, just well he had four blocks too so i guess he might be a defensive beast now too uh deadman yeah i think this might be a matchup thing this is something to not panic on this is something to go wait a minute should i get rid of deadman because he played 14 minutes he's not going to play anymore it's one game guys uh look who they played deadman deadman had a really nice game 18 points 11 rebounds and four blocks eating up uh deadman so Aiton, um Nice game from him. I think uh, what I like about the Suns side is Dario Sarge starting. He only played 21 minutes, but I do I do like the fact that they trust him to start. Um, and Tyler, if I'm looking at – oh, man, am I looking at this stat line correctly? Does Ricky Rubio lead the league in assists right now? Is that is that true? It, it's possible, right? Rubio oh, – um, Someone might have per- – might have predicted that in a bold prediction recently. 
Ryan Rubio back to his Minnesota days, right? We just see him with the ball a ton and and getting, you know, some a lot more opportunities for assists. And I think we both were kind of saying that this whole preseason that that was going to happen um, more so than what he the role he played in Utah, right? Absolutely. Uh, Devin Booker uh, definitely started taking some shots later. That first half I was watching his stat line and I was a little disappointed, but really good to see he also got double-digit assists in this game, even though Ricky Rubio was doing a lot of the ball handling and had 11 assists. And the other thing I want to take note of here is Kelly Oubre Jr., one of my uh, breakout candidates uh, for this uh, season, played a lot more minutes than our old friend uh, Bridges did. Bridges only played 23. Mikel Bridges versus um, Oubre's 30 minutes. Oubre had a very nice game, 21 points, 9 rebounds, a steal, 2 blocks. So shout out to Kelly Oubre. I don't know if that's super surprising either. I think we knew Ubre was going to start. I don't know if we knew he was there, if they were going to share mints or not. Um, Ubre, I think I, my prediction and also my thought process just watching it is that he earned his starting spot last season. And uh, I guess that turned out to be true. Go yeah. with confidence. We got a little Kelly curveball in this, in this last game, I think. Um, um, Denver Nuggets, Portland Trailblazers, Nuggets. Squeaking it out, 108-100. Tyler, what do you what do you like over here on this? Uh, well, Will Barton uh, just started right and played and played 31 minutes, which was a little bit surprising considering I'm pretty sure they said Torian Craig was going to start, right? Yeah, and, I think they. I thought they did. And then Will Barton started and played the minutes. So obviously, if they're going to play those five, you know, that many minutes, I mean, we we basically know who's valuable for fantasy and who's not. Um, Obviously, Michael Porter Jr. didn't play at all. Hernan Gomez didn't play at all. Um, so that was a little bit strange. Uh, yeah, I mean, and Jokic only played 24 minutes. So I'm assuming there was a little bit of foul trouble there. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, with Denver, obviously maybe Will Barton is someone you want to look at. We've seen Will Barton be relatively, you know, fantasy relevant in the past. Um, I'm not a huge fan of Will Barton's game, but something to keep an eye on. He's got to take a flyer on because we've seen him, you know, we've seen him be good. Steeman Willie, baby. Um, he's great. He uh, he can get hot, man. He can just get hot really uh, really hot offensively. Little, I am a little surprised that he's not leading that second team. But either way, I think the minutes are going to be there for him. We might see Craig uh, pick up in some of those minutes. Actually, Craig in 16 minutes had a pretty nice, pretty decent game all, uh, across the board. Jamal Murray, bad shooting night. Uh, just, you know, watch out for people panicking right away. Same with Jokic. Only playing 24 minutes, only getting two assists. Watch for people panicking there as well. But um, Denver Nuggets, look, really weird game. Shot 42% from the field, but 56 from uh, percent from threes. And, and, and that's what really won them this game. Because I was like, what, what happened here? No one really scored a lot. No one got a lot of assists. Um, very, very strange game. On the Blazers' side, uh, Kent Bazemore playing 25 minutes off the bench, bad shooting night, but it does look like he's going to be the first uh, and main guy off the bench. Uh, Zach Collins, kind of a mediocre, two blocks, but kind of a mediocre night from him, played alongside uh, Hassan Whiteside, who did Hassan Whiteside things. I'm not sure I'm taking much else from this other than the Rodney Hood playing 31 minutes. Yeah, but Rodney Hood, I mean, he's just he's a kind of empty points guy for fantasy, which isn't great. Um... Yeah, it was a good positive, most positive sign for me from this game was Zach Collins actually playing the 31 minutes. Um, yeah, that's good. I wish, uh, in my heart of hearts, I wish Scalabossier would play a little bit more. 
But if you're in a super, super deep league, it is promising to see that Scalabossier might get like 13 minutes in this team. And in one, he looks like the backup center, right? I mean, they don't really have another guy that can, you know, fill in for Whiteside unless they're going to use Collins. So um, and they can use Collins and Lebissier together and Lebissier and Whiteside together if that's what they choose to do. So um, we'll see we'll see if old Scal can, can play himself into more minutes if he can keep having some fairly good games like he did tonight. Hope so. I got a lot of uh, I got a lot of faith in that guy. I hope he does well. Tyler, we did it. We got through all eleven games, didn't we? We did three games tomorrow. Um, I'll just ask you this, right? Uh, we got the Hawks and Pistons, um, the first game for the Bucks, right, and the first game for the Houston Rockets, and the first game for the Golden State Warriors. They play the Clippers. Um, anything you're looking forward to or trying to monitor in those three games that take place tomorrow? Well, as a NBA fan, I or just today, watch I guess when you're listening, Giannis. Yeah, true. Um, right. I, I want to see Giannis always, but um, I think I want to I want to know how much PJ Tucker is going to play of all people, and I'm very interested in the um, young guards and wings on the Hawks and what that rotation is going to look like. So those are the two things I'm looking for. Oh, so there you got it. Um, I'm interested, you know, to see to see both those TNT games. I think they're both going to be fun, and um, there are some takeaways probably from from both games that we'll we'll get to. But yeah, that should be two exciting games. I'm excited. Yeah, hopefully, um, you know, we're going to be doing probably box score reviews for the first uh, bit of the first week since these are the first games. Uh, Really, don't hesitate to pick somebody off the waiver wire, even if you think they're just like a uh, – it's going to be a hot streak. Derrick Rose had nine assists tonight. He's not going to have nine assists the rest of the season, but he might be hot for the next two weeks. So if you need a guard, pick him up. You know, like don't don't hesitate to pick somebody off the waiver wire who's going to be hotter than whoever's get whoever's at the bottom of your bench. You should have one or two spots on your team um, that you can use to pick up somebody – off the waiver wire, no matter how shallow or deep your league is, there's probably somebody out there that you can pick up tonight or today, whenever you're listening to this. And we want to thank you for listening to this. We are going to be bringing you a lot more content uh, as we go through the week into next week when we will hit our stride into our normally regularly scheduled programming. Um, Tyler, where can people find you on Twitter? You can find me on Twitter at Tyler P. Watts. You can find me at Watch the Boxes. If you like the show, everybody, please rate and review us or go to patreon.com slash watching the boxes to help support the show. Uh, that's it. Happy opening day, everybody. We will see you very soon. <laughs>